Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, do not believe the big lie in Georgia. Secretary of State Raffensperger, who has beatified himself as St. Raffensperger, has not answered the questions about suspicious activity in the election. Period. Full stop. I'm going to prove it to you today. I'm going to show you the actual videos. And the supposed Trump tapes that appear damning for Trump, if you listen to the media hacks, are actually damning for Raffensperger. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Surf the web in peace. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, Let's get right to it. Today's show also sponsored by our friends at... GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, Chamonix extended their Christmas and holiday season sale for a limited time. Give yourself the gift of looking years younger with Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum, absolutely free with your order. The new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum from Chamonix means skin that's smooth as silk, free from redness, acne, and acne scars, and faster collagen production. Zotique increases firmness, smoothness, diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. Who's better than you? You can even say goodbye to crow's feet and those dreaded laugh lines with immediate with its immediate effects. See results in 12 hours or less. Everyone will see the difference guaranteed or 100% of your money back. That's the Chamonix promise. Visit GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. Here's a promo code. Enter Dan40. That's Dan40. Checkout for even more holiday savings. Treat yourself. Get Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum. Crystal's at-home microdermabrasion treatment. They're exfoliating masks. And a surprise luxury gift, all free with your order today, plus free upgrade to priority shipping. Go to genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, genucel.com, use code DAN40. All right, producer Joe, let's go. All right, listen, it's Monday. Of course, we got a loaded show. Joe and I have been hard at work putting together the best video audio content for you. So here we go. The um, Trump tapes, as they call them on uh, biased social media platforms, have been released. And of course... Joe, you know, it's worse than Watergate, Joe, for the 10,000 times. This is it. They huh? got him now, Joe. Huh? They got him now. It's over. <laughs> it's over. They got him now. So I'm going to get to those in a second, but I want to get to this first. The unconstitutional rule changes, the rejection rates that have been historically low for signatures, the unconstitutional rule changes with regards to the 2020 election, uh, 2020 presidential election, the rejection rates, the roll-off where people voted for Biden at historic rates, but didn't vote down ballot. The videos out of State Farm Arena and the allegations of vote switching have just not been addressed in many cases. But of course, the media folks who don't want any objections to this election result, who they've already declared an unquestioned winner, forget any allegations of fraud, are furious that people like Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin is daring to question the election, despite what I just told you. There's been no addressing of the unconstitutional election changes, Pennsylvania specifically, rejection rates, roll off, the video at State Farm, the allegations of vote switching. There's been almost no serious rebuttal other than it's a conspiracy theory. Here's Chuck Todd and Ron Johnson this weekend before I get to the Trump tapes. And Chuck Todd absolutely losing his mind that Ron Johnson dares to ask questions. Check this out. It was a three and a half hour hearing. We barely scratched the surface, but organize the allegations. Let's put out, take off the table the ones that have been explained, but also acknowledge the problem areas that have not been explained so that we can restore confidence in our election system. This is an unsustainable state of affairs right now. Yeah. And that's, that's all we're saying is, is as long as somebody's going to be objecting to this and we're going to be taking a vote, uh, yeah. let's propose a solution in terms of you know transparency, investigation uh, with yeah. the commission. All right, um, Senator, I want to quote Senator Ben Sass for you, because what you're alleging is essentially you have you and your colleagues have created this controversy. So right now we are locked into a destructive, vicious circle in, in some ways, as you kind of outlined, except which is you made an allegation that there was widespread fraud. You have failed to offer specific evidence of that widespread fraud, but you're demanding an, edu- uh, an investigation on the grounds that there are allegations of widespread fraud. So essentially, you're the arsonist here. Um, President Trump is the arsonist here. You've started this fire and now you're saying, whoa, look at this. Oh, my God. All these people believe what we told them because you didn't have the guts to tell the truth that this election was fair. So Chump Chuck Todd, who, Joe, do you see his face, by the way, folks? If you're not watching the show on (laughs) Rumble, please watch rumble.com slash Bongino. Just look at Chuck Todd's face. 
He reminds you of every sniveling beaver faced little moron you ever grew up with in your entire life. Whenever you can write, you see his face. <laughs> He's outraged, outraged that Republican senator from Wisconsin. So you have context to this video is asking the questions I just asked about this election and is going to object to the Electoral College counting of votes in states where suspicious activity occurred. Joe, he's furious. He's furious, yes. Chuck Todd. Yeah, I can Beaver see Beaver face. Yeah. <laughs> you see his face, the puss on him? Yeah. Oh, he's devastated. Now, you know what's weird? What? This objecting to the counting of the electoral votes coming up in a couple days on January 6th. I don't remember Chuck Todd, NBC, or anyone in the liberal media having a meltdown with the beaver face like Chuck Todd. I don't remember any of that. When this happened in 2005, when George W. Bush won re-election and a bunch of Democrats went to the House floor in conjunction with Senator Barbara Boxer, Democrat from California, when a bunch of Democrats went to the House floor to object to the vote count in Ohio. I don't remember Chuck Todd doing the, the beaver face any time when that happened. Oh, you don't believe me? Hmm. You think it's unprecedented that Republican senators are going to object to the counting of the electoral votes in states where the suspicious activity I just laid out occurred? You think it's un- just checking, Armacost, as the audience on Buzzman, the very definition of unprecedented means without precedent, correct? That's right. I, I, That's I'm, right. I'm, 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 yeah. Oh, th- thank you very You're much. Just, yeah. just checking there, making sure, doing <laughs> right on the horse blinders, right on target. So if this is unprecedented, what Republican senators and congressmen are doing, saying, hey, we want answers to these questions about this election before we agree to certify anything or agree to, to not object to anything on January 6th, that would mean if it was unprecedented, there was no precedent for it. So let's roll the videotape here showing you how Beaverface was losing his mind over nothing here. Let's roll the videotape of numerous Congress uh, men and women up on Capitol Hill, all Democrats, by the way, objecting to the 2005 re-election of George W. Bush in the House floor. The, uh, the, by the way, the, here's the precedent for the unprecedented activity. Check this out. The chair now hands to the tellers the certificate of the electors for president and vice president of the state of Florida. Mr. President, the objection is in writing, signed by a number of members of the House of Representatives, but not by a member of the Senate. Mr. President, I stand for the purpose of objecting to the counting of the vote from the state of Florida as read. Mr. President, I rise on behalf of the Congressional Black Caucus to object to the 25 electoral votes from Florida. Mr. President, thank you for your inquiry. It is in writing. It is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count. The, is the objection signed by a senator? Well, Mr. Chair, Mr. President, I am objecting to, uh, uh, to the idea that votes in Florida were not counted. The clerk will report the objection. We, a member of the House of Representatives and a United States Senator, object to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Ohio on the ground that they were not under all of the known circumstances regularly given. Signed, Stephanie Tubbs-Jones, State of Ohio. Barbara Boxer, State of California. The objection today is raised because there are irregularities across this country with regard to voting. And we as a Congress have an obligation to step up to the plate and correct them. Mr. Speaker and members, I dedicate my objection to Ohio's electoral votes to Mr. Michael Moore, the producer of the documentary (laughs) 9-11. Now, maybe saying, Dan, you left out some context to that montage of, of Democrat zeros objecting to the election. It started out in the beginning. If you go back and watch and listen again, if you're watching, you can see it's C-SPAN footage. You'll see in the Chiron in the corner that that actually begins in 2001. Dan, you said that was an objection to the 2005 re-election of Bush. I did that on purpose because as producer Joe actually accurately stated, mm-hmm. the Democrats and Beaverface Chuck Todd are claiming an objection to the electoral vote is unprecedented. Meeting without precedent for the Democrats listening. I know that's tough for you. Not only is that video at the end of 2005, Maxine Waters and others objecting to George W. Bush's re-election, 
It's an objection in 2001 by Democrats too to the election of George W. Bush the exact same way. So really, really weird that something that's dreaded air quotes unprecedented actually not only has precedent, but has precedent twice. I left it out on purpose. Not a joke, not covering. We taped the show. So if we messed up, I can go and fix it. The end is 2005. The beginning of that tape is the precedent prior to the unprecedented precedent of the precedent of the Democrats in 2001 setting a precedent by objecting on the House floor to the Electoral College vote. I I just wonder where Beaverface was for that one. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've never had anything like this. Oh, my God. Crapping himself like he took a Dolkalax last night. Chuck Todd, like he needs to be an adult. Dep- uh, someone give me a wipey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, are you laughing at me? You never laugh at me. That must be really. Yeah. I have oh, never heard. Are you actually laughing at me right now? <laughs> I have never heard you laugh at any commentary well, ever hell, like that. Visual, Seriously. Do yeah. you like my beaver voice? <laughs> Oh my God! I can't take it. I'm Senator Johnson. Just get a well. You know Chuck Todd. He, um, here's the problem with Chuck Todd. Brian Stelter is so dumb at CNN that in our gold medal of dopey media people Olympics, even though Chuck Todd frequently surpasses the ceiling I set for him in stupidity, you just can't beat Stelter. He's that bad. But Beaverface made a shot this week. Oh, my. I can't take it. This has never been done before, except for 2001 and 2005. (laughs) By the way, if you want to watch that full video, shockingly enough, there's more. There's an article at BonginoReport.com, our drudge alternative from the post-millennial, which has that video embedded in it. That's where Joe got that from. That goes on. Joe had to cut it for time. The video is actually two minutes and 19 seconds. There are more Democrats who did it. Right, Joe? You had to cut that for no, time. A load because of, we, yeah. we don't want to take the whole show up. Yeah. And I got the Trump tapes to get through it. All right. <laughs> a load up. Let's move yeah. on. So easy. Just so easy. Folks. Unprecedented, folks, despite the precedent from 2005 and 2001. Let's go on. Worse than Watergate. It is worse than Watergate. Again, again for the... I don't know, 2,462nd time. I'm just making that number up because the Democrats and the media are at it again. They've got him now. They've got Trump again. This is another one of those collusion impeachment things. We have definitely got him now. Trump, this scandal is 100% worse than Watergate. Call Bernstein of Watergate fame actually went on CNN again and claimed this, that this was worse than Watergate. He said this for probably the I don't know, 50th, 60th time, if not more on CNN. What am I talking about? President Trump had a call with the Georgia Secretary of State, an absolute failure right now, Brad Raffensperger, uh, who is a Republican, um, sadly. I don't know uh, what this guy's up to. The call happened, uh, I don't know, about a week ago or so. And it's clear in the call that President Trump wants to get to the truth about what happened in Georgia because of a lot of suspicious activity that happened in Georgia that has not been answered yet. There are questions that have not been answered. You don't believe me? I'm going to go to the videotape and show you how these questions haven't been answered yet because facts actually matter and you won't get them from the media. Well, someone leaked the tape. And ladies and gentlemen, to be be fair and give you honest coverage, I don't know who leaked the tape. And I say that because I think although the hacks in the media like Beaverface are trying to portray these tapes of President Trump talking to officials in Georgia as an attempt to overturn an election, an attempted voter fraud by President Trump, that's not what happened if you actually listen to the tape. And I say that with regards to who leaked it, because I'm not actually sure who leaked this. Because if you listen to the whole tape, the conversation reflects my my humble opinion much more poorly on Raffensperger and Georgia state officials than it does on Trump. So I'm not clear who leaked this. It is clear, however, Raffensperger at this point um, appears to be a, a bit of a snake. 
Let's go to the video audio first. So here, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. This is the clip, Beaverface and others, um, Washington Post and the and the, and the Times have been focusing on, where they allege President Trump's trying to fake an election. He said he wants to find ballots. Of course, I'm going to just give you the bad. This is the worst than Watergate part. Uh, this is from NPR and others who've been highlighting this and leaving out the context of the rest of the tape. So check this part out again. This is President Trump talking to a guy named Ryan, who is the lawyer for the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, and the Georgia Secretary of State himself. Check this out. Look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have. But it's a big problem in Georgia, and it's it's not a problem that's going away. I mean, you know, it's not a problem that's going away. And, and we got President, a, this is Ryan. We're yeah. looking into every one of those things that, that you mentioned. Uh, okay, and that's good. Know, but if I you find them, you got to say it, Ryan. Look, if they're, are, let me ask you, Ryan, if they're destroying ballots. Let me tell you what we are seeing. Go ahead. Good. We, what, what we're seeing is not at all what you're describing. Okay. And it, these are investigators from our office. These are investigators from uh, GBI. Um, and they're looking and they're good. And that's not what they're seeing. And we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep looking. We'll keep looking at all these things. Well, you better check on saying, the ballots because they are shredding ballots. <laughs> worse, worse than what again. We got them now. Oh, my gosh. Folks, the tape is nearly an hour long. Now, again, to give both sides, the Washington Post and others have published the entire tape. But that's the part, again, they focus on just like they did with the Ukraine phone call, where they don't actually mention any of the subsequent stuff in there in the call. They mention one line of the Ukraine call about Biden when Trump was talking to Zelensky, the uh, Ukrainian elected, uh, newly elected leader. This is all they're pumping right now. This one clip saying, my gosh, President Trump saying fine vote. What is he saying? Fine votes. What is he suggesting? Election fraud? Ladies and gentlemen, if you actually listen to the tape, it's clear what President Trump was saying. He's talking about finding illegal votes. Did you even listen to the tape? Of course you didn't. You're media people. That's not what you do. But what's noticeable here is if you watch CNN, MS, DNC, or other outlets, they'll play you that clip. Oh my gosh, President Trump talking about finding votes. Illegal votes, you idiots. They leave out the other portions of the tape that are pretty damning for Georgia's state, Secretary of State, uh, uh, Rattensburger, I mean Raffensburger, forgive me. Here's another part of the tape where they leave this out. Remember that State Farm Arena video we showed you on the show? The one that's been the on TV you've seen in commercials where votes are pulled out yeah. from under the table. Remember that mm-hmm. one, Joe? Pulled yeah, out yeah. in ballot boxes from under the table and are counted when election observers went home because election officials told them that vote counting had stopped. Remember that? Yeah. We've seen that video quite a bit. So President Trump wants answers on that State Farm Arena debacle where vote counters, there's no dispute over the facts here, although Raffensperger and his people have tried to fudge this a little bit. Votes were counted early, well, late into the night, early into the morning on election night. Votes were counted. It appears in the video, there appears to be some double counting, although there's some dispute over that. They were taken out from under a table. There's no dispute about that. While election observers were told counting had stopped. Sounds suspicious, no? Listen to President Trump ask some obvious questions about this because nobody has answers. And the Washington Post and others, it's interesting. You know, they don't highlight this as much as they highlight the other part because it, it's clear if you listen to this, President Trump's talking about things like this, anomalous counting and questions that haven't been answered. Here, check this out. Here's President Trump. This is the part you need to pay attention to. Oh, no, about Ruby Freeman, about, about early in the morning, Ryan. When the woman took the, you know, when the whole gang took the stuff out of the, from under the table, right? Do you know that, do you know who those ballots, do you know who they were made out to? Do you know who they were voting for? No, not specifically. Did you ever check? 
we we did what I described to you earlier. No, no, no. Did you ever check the ballots that were scammed by Ruby Freeman, known a known uh, political operative uh, balloteer? Did you ever check who those votes were for? We've looked into that situation that you described. No, they were 100% for Biden. 100%. There wasn't a Trump vote in the whole group. Why don't you want to find this, Ryan? What's wrong with you? I heard the I heard your lawyer is very difficult, actually, but I'm sure you're a good lawyer. You have a nice last name. But but I'm just curious. Why wouldn't why? Why do you keep fighting this thing? It's just doesn't make sense. We're way over the 17,779, right? We're way over that number. And just if you took just Ruby Freeman, we're over that number by five, five or six times when you multiply it out times three. Uh, and every single ballot went to Biden. And, and you didn't know that. But now you know it. Kind of a serious charge, no? Maybe the kind of thing if you were a Georgia state official, you have this ballot counter counting ballots that came out from under a table after hours while election observers went home. There's obvious, these are allegations to be clear, but allegations of potential fraud there. Maybe the kind of thing you'd want to look into? The lawyer for the state of Georgia Secretary of State's office doesn't seem to be that interested in that. Now do you understand, again, President Trump, who doesn't always articulate things like a lawyer? Because he's not a lawyer and he's not a politician. What he's talking about finding, he's not talking about fabricating ballots, you media morons. He's talking about finding potential illegal activity, which these guys in Georgia don't seem to be remotely interested in finding. Oh, it gets worse. Here's the part of the video. You know, I'm going to play this and say, let me take a quick commercial break. But I'm going to play this part of the video audio of the conversation that leaked. Again, I don't know who leaked this because I think this is more damaging to Georgia than it is to Trump, unless you're, you know, beaver face in the media. I'm going to play the part in the video next where President Trump says repeatedly he just wants the truth to come out. The truth. Weird. President Trump's trying to get incentivize people to commit voter fraud while simultaneously claiming he just wants the truth to come out. It'll be good for everyone. Those are his actual words we'll play in a second. But again, if you listen to the media, you probably believe the PP tape too. All right, our second sponsor today, our friends at Stamps.com. Stamps.com has been vital for us, especially with everything going on. I can't leave home because of my condition right now. Stamps.com has been really helpful. One thing we learned in 2020, the internet's even more powerful than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctor visits online. Of course, going to the post office online with our friends at Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer. No need to leave their home or office or home office. With Stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS right on your computer right there. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business. Whether you're a small office sending out invoices or a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com handles it with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail's ready, schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. Saves you two things that matter most, money and time when you're doing business. Make 2021 the year you stop wasting time going to the post office. Go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code, Dan, D-A-N, my first name, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on that microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Dan. That way they know we sent you. That's stamps.com, promo code Dan, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right, thanks, stamps.com. So as I said, let's go to the Third clip from the video, which, again, the media refuses to highlight because that's what they do. This is where alleged voter fraudster Donald Trump wants the truth to come out. 
because he thinks it'll be good for everyone. Weird stance for a guy who wants voter fraud. Really crazy, right? You didn't hear much about this in the media, did you? Check this out. So look, uh, can you get together tomorrow? And Brad, we just want the truth. It's simple. And uh, and everyone's going to look very good if the truth comes out. It's okay. it takes a little while. But let the truth come out. And the, tr- the real truth is I won by 400,000 votes, at least. That's the real truth. But we don't need 400,000 votes. We need uh, less than 2,000 votes. And uh, are you guys able to meet tomorrow, Ryan? Um, I'll get with Chris, the lawyer who's representing us in the case, uh, and see, see when he can get together with Kurt. All right. Ryan will be in touch with that, the other attorney on this call, Mr. Meadows. Thank you, President Trump, for your time. Okay, thank you, Brad. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Bye. Kind of a weird call for a voter fraudster, right? I'm just, I mean, we're just throwing that out there for the sane people listening. That means not people in the media or liberals. Kind of a weird call. So the media has portrayed this as worse than Watergate. The president harassing Georgia's state officials to fake an election result, right? That's a media portrayal. It ends rather cordially. Um, and it ends with alleged voter fraudster Donald Trump. Just crazy, Joe, how this happened. Alleged voter, voter fraudster Donald Trump and, and all the White House cabal trying to manufacture fake election results. It's just weird how when they say that, they end the call being very clear that they just want the truth to come out and that that would be really good for everyone, the truth. that That's just the strange voter fraud kind of call. I know every time I want to commit vast voter fraud, you know, the first thing I do is call a state official and ask him for the truth to come out, record the call, which I'm sure was recorded on both ends, and then end in such a nice cordial fashion, thanking everyone for joining. That's how I do it, right? I mean, (laughs) 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 sorry. Again, folks, I, I, how many times are we going to fall for this? worse than Watergate. We got him now. Here it is. President Trump to Trump tapes on tape demanding voter fraud. Yeah, Yeah, we always do that when we ask for the truth and then start asking basic questions like, hey, what about those allegations of voter fraud in State Farm Arena? Did you guys get to the bottom of that? No, no. Oh, we didn't. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, nice. Now, again, in case you think I'm making this up and you want to beatify Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, too. You think, oh, what a great guy. He's answered all the questions. I don't know this guy. I never met him in my life, but he is a public official subject to scrutiny. Is he not? That video at State Farm Marine is devastating. You're saying Trump's lying. Raffensperger's answered all, the ha- all these questions about State Farm. He-, he has? Let's check out this interesting piece in the Epic Times. In the show notes, I strongly encourage you to read. Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. Same thing. Subscribe free. We'll email them to you every morning. Here's a fascinating piece by Jack Phillips at the Epic Times. Trump, Georgia's Secretary of State, is unable to answer ballots under the table questions. Raffensperger says it's not true. So let's give the allegations, President Trump and his team, and the video we've actually seen at State Farm Arena, which shows the suspicious activity. Let's get to the allegations and see what Raffensperger's response is, because they're claiming, oh, no, it's all cleared up. It's all cleared up. It's all good. Okay, let's go to the Epic Times piece. Screenshot number one here. Check this out. Meanwhile, the footage from State Farm showed suitcase-like boxes of ballots being wheeled from under a table on the night of November 3rd after the poll challengers left. After those boxes were pulled out, it appeared to show vote counting taking place. Wow, that's kind of odd. According to Schaefer in a statement in early December, Fulton County workers, this is someone who witnesses, continued counting ballots in secret until 1 a.m. Trump's lawyers asserted that the video shows clear evidence of election fraud. Now, Raffensperger and his whole crew are like, ah, that's all BS. We've answered all of that stuff. Election poll workers leaving, counting after hours with no one around. You have? Let's check out their response in the Epic Times piece, because this is awfully weird if they got to the got to the bottom of it to use the Worst expression in human history. Check this out, Epic Times. Here's their counter. To be fair to both sides. Officials with the Georgia Secretary of State Office have said the video footage does not show anything unusual. Oh, all right. Let's, Let's read on. 
Georgia election official Gabriel Sterling said in a statement that the footage, quote, shows normal ballot processing. Wow, that's 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 strange. While Fulton County, quote, cut corners. Wait, wait, I I'll keep please keep this up. This <laughs> it's weird. So it, he just said, Joe, quote, this is normal ballot processing. And then he says it shows that the Fulton County officials in the video, quote, cut corners and, quote, showed managerial sloppiness in handling the election and recounts. Yeah. Uh, those things both can't be true. Like that it goes time. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. Uh, so odd. Quote, we have launched an investigation into why the monitors from the political parties left before scanning ended. I, I thought this was normal. While it was their right to leave early, we want to make certain they were not misled into thinking scanning had stopped for the night when it had not. They said they were misled, you knuckleheads. Walter Jones, a spokesman for Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, told the Epic Times in December. Um, so to use the Barack Obama expression, to be clear, he used to say that all the time, to be crystal clear, yeah. Raffensperger's office in Georgia has still not cleared up why election monitors, they were supposed to look. Remember, Danielle, I'm watching you, Fokker. Remember that? I'm election observers who were supposed to watch the election to make sure there was no fraud were led to believe counting stopped when it didn't. Were, according to their own affidavits, felt that they were told to leave because there was no more processing when there was. And these Georgia state officials say, this is nothing unusual and then go on to say, yes, but we cut corners and showed sloppiness. So it's not unusual to cut corners and show sloppiness. And by the way, they still can't answer why these election observers felt that they were pressured to leave. They, they still don't have an answer for that. But when President Trump dares to ask that in the call and Republicans dare to object on the, on the floor to the Electoral College results in Georgia, like Democrats did in 2005 and 2001, apparently without precedent with and without president weird. But apparently when president Trump asked those questions on the call, this is worse than Watergate folks. Keep in mind, it's not worse than Watergate that there's a video of suspected voter fraud on tape at state farm arena, which nobody has answers for. That's not worse than Watergate asking questions about it is worse than Watergate. Double-barreled for you, if you know what I mean. We will ask questions, and you can go wazoo time. Here's another video. This is a real gem. Hat tip uh, friend of mine who sent this over. This is at a Georgia state hearing over election malfeasance that happened uh, just a little bit ago. And this is a state representative from Georgia, who, by the way, is a very... I watched the whole video. The hearing's interesting. This guy's not some bomb thrower. He acknowledges that what came out from under the table were ballot boxes, not suitcases. Fair enough. I don't care if they were suitcases or by that's irrelevant. The fact they were under the table. But he acknowledges that, that maybe suitcases sounded a little weird, that the ballot boxes were pretty standard, but they were hit under a table and did come out after hours when election observers left. None of that is actually in dispute. So he plays it fair to both sides. And I want to play this video where he's confronting an official. You're not going to get, there's no answer to this. So you're just going to get the Georgia state rep. And he's like, wait, you guys said you cleared all this up about counting after hours votes in the state farm arena without people around, but you haven't really cleared it up. Check this out. What was most uh, disappointing to me was this part of the statement. Uh, in a statement to PolitiFact or to factcheck.org, the Secretary of State's office, quote, we have launched an investigation to why monitors from political parties left before scanning ended. The Secretary of State's office said in the statement, while it was their right to leave early, we want to make sure they were not misled into thinking scanning had stopped for the night when it had not. Nothing we have learned from the independent monitor or our investigation has suggested any improper ballots were scanned. The monitor who agreed to be interviewed on the condition of not being named due to death threats faced by election workers, told us he was in the room from about 8.15 p.m. and when he left and returned at 11.52. It doesn't take a whole lot of math to realize that's a lot longer than one hour. That the, the, and then, this is the best part, 
The deputy secretary of state told factcheck.org that the monitor was not required to be there at all times, but she instructed him to return after hearing the news outlets that the county was going to cease counting for the night. This means that the deputy secretary of state knew the entire time that there was not an observer in the room when ballot scanning was happening, and, and they sent two memos to us saying that there was. The story doesn't add up. Somebody isn't telling the truth. It's a conspiracy theory. Really? It's a conspiracy theory? That's phenomenal how it's a conspiracy theory, yet the conspiracy involves actual facts. Like the Georgia Secretary of State's office was obviously aware there was no ballot uh, observers, election observers there, while ballot counting continued. And the implication was that they had to leave because ballot counting wouldn't continue when it did continue. And then ballots are taken from under the table to be counted when ballot observers aren't there. Really weird, right? That's why I'm telling you, folks, I'm not sure who leaked this tape, if you know what I mean. Because when you actually listen to the tape, it's pretty damning for Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger and their office, not for Trump. But of course, it's, you know, the cool beaver face crowd all wants to pile on because they're morons. Oh, my God. Watch the Watergate. You think it'd be interesting to get to the bottom of that? Why the Georgia Secretary of State, this state rep has documents from the guy's deputy, the Secretary of State's deputy, in charge of the election, ultimately in the end, the Secretary of State, where they knew ballot observers and election observers were not there. And it was suggested they should leave because ballot counting would stop when in fact ballot counting didn't stop. And then ballots are taken from under a table to be processed after the election observers leave and they knew about this. You think that may be something the media would be interested in? Of course not, because it could be worse than Watergate, like actually worse than Watergate, unlike media worse than Watergate, which means it's not worse than Watergate and it's not Watergate at all. So disappointing. I got more on Georgia, by the way. This this story will be in the show notes today as well. Just one more to kind of show you where this is going. Here's the Georgia Star News. A friend of mine writes articles over there. Tiffany, I don't know Tiffany Morgan. Another friend of mine writes over there. But Georgia Star News. Still no chain of custody documents produced in Georgia for 76% of absentee ballots cast in drop boxes two months ago in the presidential election. Gosh, that's kind of weird too, isn't it? (laughs) You think we think we'd have those, Joe? Kind of a good idea, chain of custody. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, when I was working criminal cases in my prior line of work, if you handled evidence, you had to sign a chain of custody log. Gee, why would you do that? Maybe because you can't frame anyone then without signing your name to something. Hey, uh, I want to frame Joe for a bank robbery. So let me get my hands on that gun used in the robbery. Uh, I'm police officer. Uh, Joey bag of donuts. Okay, sir, here, go have it. Why don't you take it home for the night? What do I do? I know Joe. I go say to Joe, hey, Joe, check out this new gun I got. Joe puts his hands on the grip. You bring it back. You put it in the evidence envelope. You go to court and I say, I got Joe's fingerprints on the gun. (laughs) Joe's like, I didn't. What are you talking about? I touched that gun last night. I didn't use that gun to rob a bank. He asked me to touch it. No, no. His name is not. This has been in evidence custody the whole time. He didn't. Nobody said it's been in an evidence locker. You, t- you had me touch it last night. That's why we have an evidence custody log. That's why we have chain of custody logs for things like absentee ballots to make sure there's no fraud in between. Just an idea. Can we maybe get a rise on those too? Nah, of course. We have to focus on 20 seconds of a Trump conversation taken entirely out of context and make it out to be worse than Watergate because we're wasting our time. Folks, shockingly, this gets worse. I've got information in Pennsylvania. Let me get to my last sponsor coming up from the Sean Parnell campaign for Congress, who I think was robbed too. Remember that story last week? <laughs> Joe, remember this one? That uh, more ballots were cast in Pennsylvania huh. than people that voted? Yeah, yeah. What? Remember that doozy? Oh, yeah. I guess better. Sean's got actual data out of a specific county, <laughs> Allegheny. How magically more ballots were cast than people who voted. I don't, I don't know how that happened. Space aliens, I don't really know. 
All right. Our last sponsor today are good friends at Personal Defense Network. 2020 has brought unforeseen upheaval to our society. Many people realize that the police may not always be there and the ability to defend yourself and your family is paramount. It's never been more important. Personal Defense Network, PDN, has the world's largest collection of high-quality educational self-defense material on the internet, all in one spot. From firearms to self-defense to home defense training, Personal Defense Network will come to your rescue quite literally. Their library is incredible. PDN is an educational community built by patriots just like you, provides vital, easy-to-understand, real-world, practical techniques and tactics for self-defense. Their team is the world's best instructors. They've been delivering life-saving information to people like you for over 15 years. Just text code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to 474747, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. They have a premium membership. It'll be just $2 for the first full year. That's a New Year's special to stay safe in 2021. Their, Their material, ladies and gentlemen, is peerless. Just $2 for a membership that's normally $69. Here's what you'll get. Access to hundreds of videos and classes. Once you become a member, I recommend starting with their uh, classes, What's Better for Home Defense and the Circle Drill. These classes will make you feel like you're there with the trainer. You would pay thousands for this stuff. You had to go to the classes. Again, text code Bongino to 474747 and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Personal Defense Network is cutting edge. All of their contributors are active educators. They teach life-saving skills to military, law enforcement, people just like you around the world. Evil exists in the world, sadly. It's never too soon to get prepared. Text code Bongino to 474747. Their premium membership will be only $2 for the first full year. Again, normally sells for $69. Text code Bongino to 474747. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, Personal Defense Network. Okay. So um, I got this last night from the, uh, excuse me, Sean Parnell campaign in Pennsylvania. He ran against uh, Connor Lamb um, in an election, again, I'm very suspicious about. And we had told you last week about the story out of Pennsylvania. Like, Dan, I thought we were talking about Georgia. No, no, there's more. It's not just Georgia. But again, we're not supposed to object to this election on the House floor because it's unprecedented, despite the fact that there's precedent in 2001 and 2005 from Democrats. Here is Allegheny County, uh, Allegheny, Pennsylvania, Allegheny with a G-H. Don't confuse it with Maryland's Allegheny County. Mm -hmm. I ran there. If you spell that wrong, they will not like it. There is no H in Maryland's Allegheny County. But this is Pennsylvania, Allegheny County. Here's a release from the Sean Parnell campaign. This is weird. Again, Joe, Allegheny County, (laughs) total ballots cast, 726,720 in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Okay, I'll keep that up for a second there, if you don't mind. So I'm just doing some math here. 726,720 voters that voted in Allegheny County. 605,754. Hold on. Let me do this here. Come back to me here for a moment, if you don't mind, Miss Paula. Yeah. I'm going to do some quick calculations here, Joe, because I think I got these numbers wrong. So 726,720 people, Mm -hmm. uh, ballots, excuse me, ballots were cast in Allegheny County, yet 605. 5,754 people voted. Um, That's a difference of 120,966 ballots that were cast despite people who didn't vote. Hmm. You know what's even, can you put that back up, would you mind? What's even weirder about this? In Sean Parnell's campaign as released, they actually cite Pennsylvania law at the bottom, which is like really crazy using the law. It's Pennsylvania. They've clearly thrown election law out the window. But here's actual election law. It is 3150 of their Pennsylvania election law. Computation of returns and certification, where they note that if there is a discrepancy and a palpable error, it shall be investigated by the return board. This is actual Pennsylvania law, Joe. Really weird how it says this. And no votes shall be recorded from such district uh, until such investigation shall be had. So not only did Pennsylvania unconstitutionally change its election law without legislative input in violation of the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, they did that. 
The Supreme Court was like, we don't have standing. They don't have standing. Sure. Not only did Pennsylvania just randomly use bureaucrats to unconstitutionally change its rules for elections. What's even stranger is we have a clear dispute in the numbers here. Is it explainable? Could be. Do we yet have an explanation? No. That's satisfactory? No. We have 726,000 ballots cast, yet only 605,000 people in Allegheny County voted. Clearly a dispute. Pennsylvania law says those votes shall not be recorded until investigation occurs. And clearly nobody cares, uh, especially Beaverface and the media. Because this has never happened, ever. Objecting. Objecting to an electoral ballot count that doesn't seem to make sense. It never happened, despite the fact it happened in 2001 and 2005. You think we may want to look into that in Allegheny County? You think we may want to check that one out? How there were 726,000 ballots, yet only 605,000 people voted? Is there an explanation? Give it to us. I'll put it out there. Now, officials in Pennsylvania are saying, well, this is just a discrepancy late in the game. We're going to clear this up. All the county data is in the, okay, well, when that comes out, we'd love to hear it. Um, but I thought when there was a discrepancy, according to Pennsylvania law, there's supposed to be a not record, and there's not supposed to be a recording of the vote until an investigation happens. Is that actually happening right now? Or are we just taking Pennsylvania law and ramming it up uh, the wazoo again? I'm, I'm just, I'm just checking. Well, not everybody's sitting back and taking this. You have good, solid citizens like our friend Ted Cruz, Republican senator from Texas. Who, by the way, I have to give him credit. I don't think it's a secret. Joe, wouldn't you say Ted Cruz probably has presidential ambitions again? I mean, he won oh. the Iowa caucus. He ran a more yeah. than credible campaign in 2016. I, yeah, fair statement. Ted, sure. I, I like Ted Cruz a lot. Brilliant guy. So it's kind of weird that Ted Cruz, who has his own presidential ambitions, I haven't spoken to him. He hasn't told me that. I'm just stating, I think, the obvious. That Senator Ted Cruz, knowing that if this doesn't turn out Donald Trump's way, Donald Trump could run again, seeing what happens here after this January 6th count, that against his own presidential ambitions, Ted Cruz is deciding to take a principled stand. Do you think it'd be celebrated by the media? Now, Here's Ted Cruz on Maria Bartiromo's show stating what I told you before that, no, 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 Pennsylvania, Georgia, all these questions. I want someone to look into this before the swearing in on January 20th. It gets a fair hearing on Maria Bartiromo's show, but the media is beating him up again because, of course, they want to focus on the worse than Watergate fake finding from the Donald Trump call. Here's Ted Cruz. Uh, look, we're at an extraordinary time in our country's history. We, we went into this election with the country deeply divided, deeply polarized. And we've seen in the last two months unprecedented allegations of voter fraud. And, and, and that's produced a deep, deep distrust of our democratic process across the country. I think we in Congress have an obligation to do something about that. We have an obligation to protect the integrity of the democratic system. And, and so this past week, I spent writing out a position and assembling a group that ultimately of 11 senators, that we put out yesterday that we will together object to certification in order to force the appointment of an emergency uh, electoral commission to perform an emergency audit of the election results to, to assess these claims of frauds. I think we can do that. We can do it promptly. We can do it in 10 days before the inauguration. But I think we have an obligation to the voters and we have an obligation to the Constitution to ensure that this election was lawful. Oh, my gosh. What a controversy. How horrible is that? Senator Ted Cruz, again, in stark contrast to the media Picture, oh my gosh, he's, he's, what a mercenary fool this guy is. This is clearly for his own political ambitions. It is. He wants to run for president again. And if this doesn't work out, Donald Trump's going to probably run for president again. How does this help Ted Cruz? If you can explain that to me, I'd love to hear. No, no, he's trying to get Trump voters. For what? A run against Donald Trump while supporting Donald Trump? What kind of an idiot are you? Well, your beaver face, it's obvious. All he's asking for is a commission to look into these charges we don't have answers for. What happened in State Farm Arena in Georgia? What happened with the 5,000 dead voters in Georgia who allegedly voted 
Now, Raffensperger's office in Georgia saying they didn't vote. We only had two instances. Fine. The president's campaign team is like, can we see that data? Raffensperger's office says, no, we're not turning it over because of privacy concerns. Maybe could we get a look at that to see if dead people voted? It's hard for dead people to vote. They're dead. Very difficult. No neuronal activity, no kidney function, excretions, sweat, none of that stuff. Respiration, no lung. It's really hard to vote when you're dead. Maybe we could get a look at that data. No, no, Raffensperger's office, oh, no, there's privacy concerns. Can we do an investigation and check that out? Just, just checking. Can we see what happened at State Farm? Can we get an answer on Pennsylvania? There's time. Nothing's over yet. It's time to concede that. Ha! Hilarious. I concede nothing. And neither should the president. As we say often, Joe, how does next week look for a concession? Any good for you? No. Doesn't look good for me. No. Definitely a no for Paul. That's three for three. Doesn't look good next week either. All right, I've got a little time. I want to get to two final stories um, because it just speaks to the insane times we're in. This is an actual piece of video from the House floor. So Nancy Pelosi, I'll, I'll, I'll put up the story in a minute at Breitbart. It's in the show notes again, bongino.com slash newsletter if you'd like to check it out. Um, Nancy Pelosi, uh, sadly, was uh, just won her House floor uh, voice vote for Speaker of the House again. So we have to deal with her for another two years. But as Speaker of the House, she gets to change the rules. I'll get to the rule changes in a minute, but we have an evergreen topic on the show we bring up, how the left likes to weaponize language, randomly change the meanings of words on any given day. So if you say the wrong one, they can attack you as a bigot, racist. Now, for those of you familiar with the words, very complicated word, Joe, not many people have heard it before. You know the word amen? I'm sure nobody's heard that one. You know, no, pretty, yeah. I'm being sarcastic. I mean, used almost every day by religious folks around the world. Amen is a Hebrew word. And I, I uh, Ben Shapiro has this on his Twitter feed, so hat tip to him. It's a Hebrew word that means, you know, may it be so, you know, amen, an affirmation. It has nothing to do with the term man or men, as in the equipment downstairs. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean a hyphen men. It means amen, like may it be so, like in Hebrew. Listen to this gem from the House floor. According to Nancy Pelosi's new rules, they don't want any gendered terms there, so... This is not a joke. This is actual footage. Check this out. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. What? <laughs> like that old Don't song. Like you already saw that. <laughs> when a man loves a woman. <laughs> well, a man yeah. loves a woman. Boom. Who sings that? Percy Sledge. Who sing, do you know? Yeah, Percy Sledge. <laughs> One of my favorite oh, my songs. Always good like that. This guy's a, he was an actual music. Can you do me a I, favor? Uh, remember that picture you showed me in a news article of you and the band in the 60s? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. find that? Yeah. Yeah. We got to put that up on the show. Hold on. Right. I'll send it to you. Take a note tomorrow. Joe, please. This has to go. I want to show you because I say Joe was like a real musician, dude. Not yeah. a joke. This guy knows everything about I don't know it. When a man loves a woman. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, is that serious? Amen and a woman? It's not a. What are you even talking about? So now, just to be clear, when the word, or no, no, not when the word, when the M-E-N designation shows up in a word, we have to make sure to provide an alternate woman too, despite the fact that it has nothing to do with gender at all. So I did not plan this, Joe. I actually have oh, another uh, segment I want to get. Joe, let's think of some words. Like, hmm. So if you say the word, like, don't be a mensch, you have to say, don't be a mensch. Or a woman <laughs> either. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to say, listen, your behavior is 
mendacious. You have to say your behavior is mendacious or it could be womandacious. And any other mm-hmm. scene? I'm trying to think of a few others here. I'm doing this on the spot because I'm just thinking of how ridiculously stupid the left thinks we all are and how there's going to be a mass cultural revolution here that's happening right now because of the left's stupidity. Commandment. No, no, no. Huh? Co- Woman, men, men. <laughs> you said, yeah, okay, I won't. This yeah. co- we'll call woman, men, men. Yeah. Uh-oh. What? Even worse, this could get ugly. <laughs> Let's say you see someone and you want to say, gosh, that person's immense. You can't say that. <laughs> They're a woman, men. Don't you dare. You're just calling a woman <laughs> immense. That's hard. I'm not, I'm just saying it's a woman, men. You can't say men, woman. But this is where we're... You let oh my gosh, this is the dumbest segment ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The verdict is in. You are correct. On a scale of stupid, this is zero. It doesn't even crack a one. Why are we covering this? Because it's actually happening. We are now fabricating new words like amen and a a a woman. You think I'm, I'm making this up? You think that clip's a joke? It's everywhere. That's real. Because of this Breitbart article, which you can read, Nancy Pelosi has changed the rules on the House floor. She's now banding gender terms like mother, daughter, father, and son. Alana Mestrangelo, Breitbart. <sighs> All right. One final star is going to get out a little early, but I'm not going to do that because I got out early Friday. And thank you to all of the folks. Friday's show went crazy. And and Joe, I think you could probably attest to this. I got to be honest with you folks. I was struggling on Friday. Bad. Joe mm-hmm. knows. I told you I'd never do a show if I wasn't up for it. I was, but like halfway through, I almost died, which I can't believe. I'm not, don't be hyper, but I almost died. I, was, I felt really bad. Let's leave it at that. Everybody's got problems. Don't, don't cry for me, Argentina. I'll be okay. But Friday was probably the worst I felt in a long time. I feel good today, as you can tell by my energy level. I was stunned. I said to Joe and Paula after the show, I'm like, this show's a disaster, an abomination to humankind. You must have loved it. The show did crazy numbers for a Friday after New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, the show went crazy. I'm not even kidding. I... I, so thank you. I thought it was the worst show I've ever done in human history. Joe didn't think it was that bad, but I, 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 I was, I by was the end of the show, I had to wrap it up. I mean, I like halfway, you could see my face. My temperature was going up, everything. So today I'm not going to get, I'm just going to cover this last story. I just want to show you again about the professional BSers on the left, how they love to lie to you. This guy, Judd Legum. Is, he's hilarious. And I mean, hilar- tragically hilarious. This is a guy who dedicates his social media account to trying to eat. This is how he portrays himself, to be a truth teller, holding the social media companies accountable. What he basically does is he spends all day attacking Facebook and Twitter for not fake fact-checking conservatives. In other words, he targets conservatives and pretends to be a truth teller. So here's a tweet from him, this guy Judd Legum, clown tweet. He wants to know why Senator David Perdue running in the Georgia runoff. Ladies and gentlemen, please vote in that election day is tomorrow, please. Nothing will be accomplished by not voting. That won't make it worse. I get it. The Republicans are not great. I don't even think these two candidates are that terrific. I'm just being straight with you. The other two are a disaster. Disaster. Please go out and vote. So here's Legum, big truth teller. He tweets out, Senator Perdue should explain why he is making a white power sign in this photo posted by a Trump campaign operative on October 15th. And there is a photo of David Perdue with three fingers up. My gosh, Joe, that's serious. Oh, man. Senator candidate David Perdue sounds like a nice guy. I mean, they're not, I don't want to bash them. They're not awful candidates. They just, you know, you got to inspire for, we got to do a better job, but go, please go out and vote. Like the alternative is awful here. Really genuinely awful. The Republican candidates making a white power sign. Oh my gosh, that's serious. Sorry, full sniff. I'm just, that doesn't sound like a great way to get votes, Joe, to make a white power sign in a state with a large black population. Bad choice. Except Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. fact that, yeah, very bad choice, that, except for the fact that's not 
actually what happened, of course, because alleged truth teller Judd Legum um, is lying to you or is just too stupid to figure it out. Here's a tweet by a uh, reporter. It's his name, Greg Bluestein, on his Twitter account, where they actually go to the guy in the picture with David Perdue, who happens to be black. That's really weird how he's a black guy in a prediction with David Perdue is making a white power symbol. Really crazy. So uh, Bluestein, Greg Bluestein on his Twitter says, well, here's what the GOP activist who actually took the picture of David Perdue that's going viral said, quote, I took this picture. I'm African-American. The boys in the picture are Native American. They are celebrating reaching 3000 voter contacts. Nothing about white supremacy. So just to be clear, sorry, I didn't say that precisely. The guy who took the picture is black. The other two in the picture are putting three fingers up to celebrate 3,000 voter contacts of the Native American community. Um, and they're Native American. And yet Judd Legum wants you to believe that the three is a white power sign with Native Americans and a black guy taking the photo. And Judd Legum's like, a woman, a woman. This is great. A woman, brother. Idiots. Idiots. I'm really sorry if you're a liberal waking up every morning, knowing that these are your beatified saints of your movement, Judge Dipwad Legum. Obviously lying to you. And you're like, <laughs> makes perfect sense to me. Of course it does. You're an idiot. Being a liberal, you have to be a moron. I'm really sorry. All right, folks, please get out and vote in Georgia. It's super important. Gosh, if we lose these seats, it'll be devastating. Regardless of what happens on January 6th, it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter for that. It doesn't matter if we lose on January 6th, the, us losing the Senate raise are bad. If something comes out of January 6th and we don't lose, and losing those Senate seats will still be bad. All right, thanks again for tuning in. Please check out BonginoReport.com. BonginoReport.com. It is our alternative to Drudge. Our traffic's been picking up like crazy. We really appreciate it. And please check out my account on Rumble. Subscribe to the video show. We're almost at a million subscribers. Rumble.com slash Bongino. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right. Going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. <laughs>